Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky as we continue to preview the NFL Scouting Combine. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I, I love this time of year. I love uh, where we're headed because we're going into the Combine. We get a chance to kind of really see everybody. And because there's so many names now, the underclassmen or whatever, like, it, it, I mean, you're playing catch up. Like, you're really trying to get after it. Uh, you've alluded to it on previous podcasts. Like, from the time you wake up to the time your bit, your head hits the pillow, it is all about film, notes, reports, and grades. And so I'm just excited to get a chance to get to Indy and see some of these guys run and move around and those things. And even though... I won't overreact to some of the performances that we see in Indy. It will kind of help me kind of break up some of those clusters that we currently have sitting on uh, our respective boards. No doubt. It's a great tiebreaker. Um, 
that's what the combine really functions as for for most teams here. You got similar grades on players that can kind of split the tie. Um, but l- l- we're going to go over wide receivers and running backs today, Buck. And at the top of the wide receivers here, I want to go through the uh, the measurables as we did on the podcast the other day on the quarterbacks. Uh, this is just based off reception. So if we look at the top ten wide receivers by you know the reception category in 2019, this is the average of their numbers here. The average they're six one and a quarter. 208 pounds they ran the 40 average 455 so you know all this talk about how fast you need to be 455 a 685 three cone uh, a 36 inch vertical and then nine and three quarter inch hands so they've got big hands um, uh, some of the the uh, the high-end numbers here this big as it got from that uh, from that sample size the tallest was six two and three quarters uh, that would be Julio Jones 220 pounds um, that would be Julio Jones and uh, and Robinson and Allen Robinson. Both those guys at 220. Um, the uh, slowest 40 was a 471. That was Keenan Allen. The slowest three cone was a 715. That was Robert Woods. Um, the um, the the what was that see, three cone? Best vertical Rob, 39 and a half. Thir- three cones. Robert Woods 715. Wow. So not a good three cone for him. Um, Vertical, the lowest, the lowest vertical was 31 inches. That was Cooper Cup. Mm. Um, then uh, we kind of get to some of the other ones here. Uh, the shortest was 5'10 and 3'8. That would be Julian Edelman, uh, 195 pounds, which was also Edelman, so he's the smallest one. Uh, the fastest 40 is interesting here, Buck, with all these receptions. The fastest 40, 442. So nobody in the 4'3s there. 442, that would be uh, DJ Moore who ran that. And the best uh, shuttle time was a 6.62, which was also Edelman. So Edelman lacked the size, and it's a great lesson. If you lack the size, you better make up for it with your quickness. Uh, he definitely does that. And uh, the guys with 10-plus hands, Mike Thomas, 10-plus. He's 10.5. Hopkins, 10. Keenan Allen, 10. Um, all those guys, uh, big, big hands. They're big mitts. So, but the 40 times, I mean, when I go through it here, Buck, Four five seven four five seven four seven one four five two four four two four six zero four six two four five eight four five one. So f- mid four fives, you're dancing. That's all you need, man. So DJ, we've talked about this on numerous occasions, and 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 we've talked about the mistakes that are made when it comes to evaluating uh, wide receivers, opting for athletes over craftsmen, and it's it's not only being a craftsman, but it's how do you win your one-on-ones? Uh, when you point out four, five, five, that means you're either winning because you're a superior route runner or you're a superior uh, specimen in terms of your physicality, your toughness, your ability to win one-on-ones, 50-50 balls, combat catches. You do that because you don't have the separation, but you just muscle people. Then you talk about the big hands. Nine and three quarters, I mean, you're talking about some big mitts. And so... What I'm seeing just in that, these are the physical guys in, in terms of when I talk about the physical guys. These are the, the guys that love contact. They kind of embrace kind of playing that box out basketball on the perimeter, and that's why they're able to win. And I think all of those guys that you talk about being the top ten in receptions, 
they're the number one receivers. So your number one receiver, there's a vision for what you should look for in a number one, and that is completely different from the vertical stretch guy and the other guy. The vertical stretch guy, that is the, the DK Metcalf that everyone talked about. Well, hey, why didn't go? Because he's vertical. He goes fast. We only throw yeah. to him on the go, the post, maybe the deep comeback and the deep over. That's it. Each year we're beginning to see that wide receivers fall into certain categories, and we have to make sure that we take this deep and talented pool of receivers and make sure we drop them in the right bucket so we get them right when it comes to evaluating what they could be and what they will be at the next level. And for those wondering, you know, that's with receptions. If you want to look at the same numbers for yards and you say, oh, well, that's that's just the, they're just catch guys. They're not they're not big play guys. Well, in terms of uh, receiving yards for the season, the average 40, 4, 5, 3. <laughs> so it goes from 455 to 453. Yeah, not much difference there. Wow. Um, so I, I thought that was that was quite interesting. Uh, let's rip through some of these guys, Buck, and what you're looking for and uh, look forward to seeing here at the Combine with some of these wide receivers. Let's look at your top five. NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks. You can find Bucky's top five by position. I want you to rip through your top five receivers, kind of what we're looking for here. Here we go. Jerry Judy is at the top of the list, and I think there there'll be some debate because I think this year, unlike any other year, man, you can kind of throw all these guys around, and depending on what you're looking for, it makes sense. Jerry Judy is my guy, number one, uh, because I think he's the cleanest route runner of all of the guys. I think his ability to get in and out of his routes, his ability to kind of put um, some magic sauce on his routes will enable him to continue to play well at the next level. I think he's fast enough to do the things that you want to see in the vertical game. I think he's tough enough to catch the ball going over the middle. And because he's a refined route runner, I think he can be a natural number one receiver in any offense. Elite, elite, elite route runner. Um, it, to me, the debate between Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, I have Lamb one spot over. Lamb gets the edge when you talk about run after catch with the physicality. Lamb's a little bit better on the 50-50 balls. Uh, Jerry Judy's better off the line. Jerry Judy, better uh, overall route runner, creates more separation. Um, after the catch, he's more of a slippery, elusive uh, type. Um, I thought Judy did have some concentration drops, Buck, which I just want to see a nice, mm-hmm. clean combine from him catching the football. But it's what you, it's whatever you want. You know, you want somebody that's that's Stephon Diggs, who Jerry Judy, to me, reminds me a lot of a Stephon Diggs with that just mm-hmm. polished route running. He's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's going to be in more contested situations, which can be difficult. So, um, you know, that's kind of what you're looking for here stylistically. I think they're both outstanding. Yeah, they're both outstanding. CeeDee Lamb kind of reminded me a little bit of New Hopkins because uh, New Hopkins doesn't have yep. like uh, elite what we call world class speed. But look, it doesn't matter if you have guys draped all over him. He is always open because he is such a, a weapon. He, he's so comfortable winning the 50 50 balls. I think CD Lamb is like that. Plus, he gives you that physical uh, toughness that you look for in the run after catch part of the game. Look, both of these guys are terrific. I think it comes down to styles. What style do you want uh, at that position? Uh, so we talked about those two guys. The next guy for me was Henry Ruggs. Uh, Henry Ruggs from Alabama is really, really interesting because he has gas, man. He can run. um, He can do a lot of interesting things uh, with the ball in his hands. Uh, I like the way that he plays. It's just amazing to me that Alabama had three guys on the field that could just make it happen from anywhere on the field. And sometimes that can kind of dim each player's light. But when you look at Ruggs, man, I, I think Ruggs is not necessarily a number one receiver. I think he is a high-end number two receiver, meaning that you play opposite someone that's kind of that big-body guy, but he brings the vertical element and some of that other stuff. He's a terrific player, a terrific prospect. We've talked about um, kind of the idea of reverse engineering in, um, in terms of 
who are the good players in a draft and maybe asking defensive coaches to look at offensive players, ask offensive pl- coaches to look at defensive players. Mm-hmm. And I just have a feeling if you gave this stack of receivers to defensive coordinators around the league and said, who do you not want in your division? I got a feeling Henry Ruggs would be the first person they would list. They don't want to deal with that. You don't want to have to deal with that speed, man. That's a problem. That is a problem for defenses. And he's going to be, he's going to be somebody. I think. I think he's got a chance at the combine. We're going to see. He's going to be four two something. I think he's got a chance to get underneath John Ross. Um, we'll see if he can get down there. He's he's just it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous speed. Yeah, it's ridiculous speed. And you're right. Um, the reason why defensive coordinators and defensive players don't want to have to deal with a guy like Russ is because his speed leads to explosive plays, and we have seen. Um, how big plays impact scoring. And so when you have a guy that can produce these chunk plays, these 40-plus yard plays uh, at a moment's notice, it is really, really difficult. It changes the way that you have to defend them. you got to keep a safety over top. It loosens the box. And so Henry Ruggs, for a team that has a running threat, like a true running back, like uh, the Dallas Cowboys, he would be terrific because he would yep. stretch. He would make you put a safety out of the box, create more running lanes for Ezekiel Elliott. Look, he, he's a factor. He's a weapon, man. I, I just love watching him on tape. No doubt. Who do you got next? LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. And LaVisca is different than all of these other guys. I think what LaVisca is, I mean, look, we talk about uh, shooters and scorers and wide receiver terms. He's a scorer because there's nothing about his game that is really refined or polished. Like, he's not a polished route runner. He's not necessarily a, a polished or a textbook pass catcher. But what he is – He's dangerous when he has the ball in his hands. And your job as an offensive coordinator, when you take on a LaVisca Chenault, how can we get him the ball eight to ten times a game? Is that, A, let's get it to him on some fly sweeps. A, let's put him in the wildcat. Let's throw some hitches out there, some bubble screens. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the wingback. Uh, what is the wingback, the, the reincarnation of the wingback after watching Debo Samuel? When I look at LaVisca Chenault, he can do the same things that Debo Samuels does for an offense. I agree with you. I actually wrote down in terms of a comparison coming out of college, Demarius Thomas, because Demarius mm-hmm. Thomas, we didn't know how refined he was going to be, you know, coming out of Georgia Tech. We just knew this guy is just an athletic marvel. I mean, he's such mm-hmm. an athletic dude. He's so big and strong and fast. You're just going to figure it out. And I, I think that's kind of the same theory here with Chenault. No, it is the same thing. Get the ball in his hands. Let him do work. He is physical. He's tough. He has a lot of traits that you like. Um, I think he fits in a lot of offense, but I think he comes with some instructions. You have to know how to utilize him. If you think you're getting a pure receiver, a pure route runner, I think you might be a little disappointed. I don't think he has the the skills and the tools like a Jerry Judy in terms of running routes, but I do believe he has impact potential, which is why you like him. Who you got next? T. Higgins. T. Higgins is number five on my list, and T. Higgins is there because he's the next uh, big-bodied playmaker to have success. And when I talk about big body, I'm not talking about big physical body. I'm talking about a stretch. 6'4", has length, has the ability to kind of take it off the top of the backboard. You can throw those alley-oops to him along the sideline. Should be a red zone threat while also being a vertical threat. May not be the toughest when it comes to crossing the middle of the field, but guess what? Don't ask him to go across the middle of the field. Keep him on the outside. He'll be fine. <laughs> I think he's I think he's one of those playmakers that, look, um, we have seen Ted Ginn Jr. make a living in this league being the vertical stretch player. T. Higgins can do a lot of that. It gives you just a bigger package. 
No, he's he's interesting. You know, there's a there's a real strong debate in draft rooms around the league about him because when you watch him against some of that better competition at the end of the year, he struggled mm-hmm. to separate, struggled to get off the line. So that's going to be uh, the challenge there. I I do know he's been uh, he's he was hopefully going to uh, be working with T.J. Hushmanzada was supposed to be on the way uh, out to California to work with him um, from visiting with that that training facility the other day. But man, he is. Uh, He's a really, really athletic above the rim. You're hoping you're drafting A.J. Green when you draft him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're envisioning and hoping that he can be uh, there. I, I want to add a couple more guys here, Buck, and then we can move on to the running backs. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is one of my favorite players in the Love draft. Uh, he has been uh, with T.J. Hushmanzada, and he raves about this kid. But he's explosive in his release. Um, he's tough, competitive. He's one of those returners, which I know going back to your Green Bay days, you mm-hmm. love those guys uh, that can do that in the return game. I just wrote down, he just wrote a baller, man. I know it's kind of cheesy, but this guy's just a baller. He's just a freaking stud, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his game. I mean, it's easy to fall in love with him. Uh, when you think about this guy played opposite Nikhil Harry, um, didn't get as many opportunities last year, but this year, man, he, he the light came on. And you, you're right. He is everything that you look for under the old ways, under Ron Wolf and the guys that I played with, the Antonio Freemans, the Robert Brookses, the receivers that have, have been drafted in Green Bay for years and years on end. They were guys that were special with the ball in their hands. Ayuk fits the build. His ability to make things happen when he gets it in the open field is going to be uh, one of those things that is fun to watch. And a creative offensive coordinator is going to make sure they feed him and feed him often on the perimeter. No doubt. And I, I want to just – look, there's a – Jalen Rager's going to fly. K.J. Hamler's going to fly. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch all those guys run. But I, I just want to mention three guys because I want to revisit this after the combine because I have these guys clumped in together as really good, productive players, but there's a speed question. And, again, I don't need these guys to run 4-4. I just don't want them to run, you know, 4-7. Um, so just the, the to see the speed here, um, Brian Edwards from South Carolina, if he can get in the four, anywhere in the low 4-6s would be great. If he's in the 4-5s, he's dancing. He's a really good player. Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State, another really good player. Speed is the question on him. And then Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. All three of those guys I have at the 6-1 range, Buck, on the the grading scale, and I think they're, you know, that's the question about them. So who has the most to gain from the combine? I'd say any of those three guys run well. Uh, you'll see them really start to move up. And then I have two guys that I, I want to point out as, as guys that because the, the depth of the class kind of, will kind of overshadow them, they may get kind of lost in the sauce. Um, Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Uh, yep. I didn't do him service. Because, Antoine Randall L. Yeah, when I when I, I didn't put him on my wingback thing because he he does so much. He ended up playing quarterback for Kentucky maybe the last five games of the year. Terrific with the ball in his hands. Uh, underappreciated. You talk about Antoine Randall L. Uh, we can talk about Heinz Ward. We can talk about all those things. And because of the success that we've seen teams, uh, teams will look at a Taysom Hill and how a Taysom Hill had impacted the game. Bowden doesn't have that size, but he does have that creative potential where uh, man, an uh, uh, innovative play caller could use him in a variety of different ways. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the reason why I'm going to tell people to keep an eye on him, he is a five-star athlete. Uh, size, athleticism, explosiveness, he has some things that can pop. And if he tests really well, he could be one of those guys that kind of comes out of nowhere and, and becomes a guy that is in the buzz in the scouting community because highly decorated uh, recruit coming out and goes to Michigan, has some plays, but not a lot of plays. But in terms of a pure athlete, I don't know if we'll find better in this draft class at the position. 
No, he's a good one. And again, just speaks to the overall depth. Uh, receivers are absolutely loaded uh, in this draft class. It's going to be fun to watch them compete there uh, at the combine. All right, you want to switch gears over to the uh, to the running backs now, Buck? <laughs> yeah, running backs. Look, we I feel like we've talked about these running backs for a while, but we'll we'll, we'll start. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, is the top running back for me, and I think the thing when I look at Swift is he's the natural. Um, he can do anything and everything that you want to see at the position. He can catch it. He can run it. Um, he has a toughness to kind of finish runs between the tackles. He can get to the perimeter, catches the ball out the backfield. And I think he's solid in pass protection. To me, he's my number one guy. All right. I want to, I'm going to ask you a comparison on him in just a second, but I, I do want to rattle off the numbers here as we've been doing as we go through this position here. The average running back, this is based off rushing yards in 2019. 5'11 and three quarters, 223 pounds, so good size, with an average 40 of a 4'5'2". Um, so you've got average vertical of 34 inches, broad jump 10-2. Um, you've got a short shuttle 7-1-3. But uh, the interesting height, weight, speed, 5-11, 3 quarters, 223, 4 That's the average. The fastest is 4-4-5. The slowest was 4-6-2. Um, so that's kind of the range uh, that we find ourselves in there. And in regards to Swift, I have him as the top running back too, Buck. Compact, patient, excellent vision, quickness, elusiveness. He'll drop his shoulder. More of kind of a cradle catcher than a natural hands catcher, but still he's functional in the passing game. I compared him, just when I looked at him size-wise and skill set-wise, Buck, mm-hmm. I compared him to a guy you were around in D'Angelo Williams. I'd love to get your thoughts on that one. Ooh, that is a really good comparison, man. D'Angelo Williams was one of those guys uh, coming out of Memphis when we drafted him. Uh, he kind of did everything. He was kind of like a wildcat quarterback for Memphis uh, during his final year there, and he was tough enough, could catch it. Uh, just smooth, man. Just just sneaky, could chop it up. Like uh, we used to always talk about it, the pitter pat. Uh, can you see their feet just kind of dance around or whatever? He has that. Now, when I look at DeAndre uh, Swift, DeAndre Swift, man, he has that pitter pat to get in and out of holes and make breaks and make these jump cuts and all this stuff. He can sequence it and put it together. He's impressive. All right, who we got next? Uh, let's go. Edward Salar from. LSU. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, Edward Solar to me is really, really impressive, man. Uh, uh, DJ, I think this is kind of underreported. He had 50 receptions, 50 plus receptions his his final season at LSU. The way the game is trending, if you have a running back that can catch the ball out the backfield, it gives you a chance to have a true three down running back. He has that. He's not going to light it up. And so I'm glad that you put those numbers out, 4-5-2. Because, man, I think he may be 4-5-8, 4-5-9, maybe 4-6-2. But it doesn't yep, matter to cares. me. When I look at him, I think of the young Frank Gore that played in San Francisco. Uh, Frank Gore that toted the rock and was physical and was tough and was amongst the top rushers in the league while also catching the ball out the backfield. That's what I see when I see Edward Solar. Can I give you my two comps here, Buck? Because I was proud of myself on these two comps. All right. He, old school, he's Priest Holmes. Ooh. So he reminds me of. I have a chance to see him a lot in the in, in Baltimore. Baltimore. I, he had already left, but he was in Kansas City, and we were both really good teams during that time period. And he's a problem. Uh, but same body type, same value in the passing game. Just guys you can't get on the ground with their strength. And then the other one that I put down is a guy that I see every week doing the Charger games, and that's Austin Eckler uh, with how they use him in the passing game. You can do the same exact thing with this kid. Um, He is short, compact. His football intelligence is off the charts. Uh, Awareness and pass pro. Catch the ball. You can line him up anywhere. Incredible leg drive, break break tackles. Um, Talked to Joe Burrow the other day. I think I mentioned this. He said, said, man, you're at Ohio State. You're at LSU. 
Who's who's the best player you've ever been around? Who's the best teammate you've had? You know, who who would you take with you? Who's the guy? He said Clyde Edwards Alaire is the best football player I've ever played with. Wow. And he did not stutter. Wow. That goes a long way. Because you're talking about a guy that played at two uh schools that are football factories when it comes to the National Football There's League. There's probably 20, 28 to 30 guys in this combine from those two schools, Buck. Yeah, look. LSU's look, got 16 guys. Yeah, Edward Solari, he, he he's terrific. He's, he's kind of, like, underrated in my estimation in terms of, like, the, the – when I say underrated, I mean in terms of the national conversation. I don't believe we hear a lot uh, of people uh, talking about Edward Solari. But, look, he's he is a terrific player. And I think the guy that's right behind him for me, I mean, you can flip it however you want it. I think J.K. Dobbins is just as impressive as a player. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the stretch run that he had at Ohio State. I don't know if people really paid attention to it, but the last six, seven games at Ohio State, he showed people that he could be a workhorse. Tough physical, has the ability to make these nice cuts inside. He can create, which is very, very important to me for running backs, meaning that it doesn't always have to be a clean hole for him to get four-plus yards. His ability to stop, start, stick his uh, head down and be able to kind of power through some contact is impressive. And then it's really just a matter of how can he be utilized in the passing game? I think the big thing is when you're looking at running backs in today's game, they have to be – functional plus in the passing game if they really want to be considered like these every down backs uh just kind of want to see how he catches the ball at the combine i want to see how natural it is for him yeah a couple drops in that clemson game but really you go through the rest of the tape i thought his hands were reliable um he's really good in pass protection no hesitation he's got power balance inside outside runner um just a really good football player and i have him right now in the in my last uh, update i have him as my second running back and uh He's he's it's a it's a debate between him and, and Edwards Alaire for me. I, I, interesting, you have them right together. I'm going to end up having them right together as well. I think they're both really really good, solid football players. Yeah, I mean that that's what you're looking for. You're running back. You want someone who's rock solid, dependable, reliable, and tough. He has that. Uh, the fourth guy for me is is probably a surprise for a lot of people, but Cam Akers from Florida State to me, I think the more we go through the process, the more I believe he'll kind of rise. Uh, when I look at Cam Akers, I think it's his explosiveness, his elusiveness in tight areas, um, his ability to be able to make things happen on the perimeter. I think he's going to catch the ball better than most people imagine. Uh, he's just a really, really good football player. I think he kind of got lost in the, the muck that was Florida State football, but this is what I believe a, a pro running back. He, he plays it like a pro, and I, I think he's going to have a tremendous amount of success in the league. We talked about it when we did our tiers with running backs the other day. I mean, he's up there. He's up there in that tier. Um, he's somebody you're going to hear. You, you, the buzz will build. The buzz will build as we get to the combine. As, as more people start to really do their homework and watch this kid, um, he's big time. He is a big time, big time talent. And I, to the point where I wouldn't be shocked if when it's all said and done, Cam Akers was the second running back picked. Like, it would not shock me at all if he ended up in that range. He's got that type of ability. Um, you'd see him do the Wildcat stuff, Buck. Um, Play quarterback in high school, man. Power, like downhill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There nah. you go. But he uh, uh, he's patient. Uh, he'll press and bounce. Um, he's just got a really good feel. He's a little slippery inside. Um, I, I just I, I love his overall game. The the only question that I had there's some there's some uh, some misassignments in in pass protection that you got to get cleaned up a little bit. You got to do a little work there on his mental. Make sure that he understands what goes on in pass protection because I had a little bit of a question mark there, especially like the Notre Dame game. But um, overall, he's Man, he's, he's gifted. Yeah, he is gifted. And then the last guy, I have Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, the production speaks for itself. Um, love, man. He, he, 
2,000 plus yards. Uh, caught the ball more this year than he had in previous years. Like just really, really solid all around. Uh, I think you, you may want maybe a better athlete. I don't think his numbers are going to wow anybody. But look, man, he's just kind of steady Eddie. Just productive, uh, finishes, physical. Uh, he, he does it, and he's been able to carry a heavy workload. To me, I think it, it, it speaks not only to your endurance physically, but your mental endurance because it's tough to be a grinder when you get nailed uh, play after play after play. Yeah, he's. I wrote down production, speed, and strength. I mean, he's he's more sudden than shifty, and you'll see when he gets out in the open field, he's gone. I mean, he's got big-time top speed, but just not a lot of wiggle, not a lot of make-you-miss. In the past game, going to be more involved in the screen game than really kind of putting him out in the route. Um, I think that's where he's most comfortable. And just doesn't get a lot of reps and pass protection at Wisconsin. They don't do it very often. So he's usually getting out. So uh, that's going to be an area where he needs to uh, to get some more reps, some more experience. But, man, you if you can if you can block it up and he hits a crease, he's gone, man. Yeah, no, he, he, he is. And uh, it'll be fun to watch. But, DJ, we, we've talked about the running backs and, and – People have been so successful being able to find guys outside of those upper stages. Uh, I kind of want to touch on some of the guys that I like that won't be day one or even yep. maybe day two picks. Uh, the first guy that stands out to me is Zach Moss, running back from Utah. And yep. he's just a pro, man. I, I just wrote down in my notes, I was like, man, this is a pro running back. From the way that he toasts the rock, the way that he finishes runs, the physicality and toughness that he displays when he's playing against Pac-12 opponents, uh, catching it out the backfield. Uh, there's much that, there's not much that he can't do. And so I just believe he fits. And if you're one of those teams that kind of subscribes to the theory, hey, man, we will pick and choose later on. We'll wait to day three or the fourth round to kind of find our running back. Man, if I was doing that, I have stars all around Zach Moss because he is someone that I think uh, will go outside the first round but could be, man, a 12, 1,300-yard back for a team. Yeah, teams trying to pair up running backs. A lot of teams doing committees, and that's just the way the, the future is. And a lot of teams that have that speed back, they're going to love Zach Moss. Uh, I compared him to James Conner. That's who he reminds me of when mm -hmm. he was coming out of Pitt. Um, obviously been a good player there with the Steelers. I, I think he's got a chance to go maybe a little bit higher than, than people think there because a lot of teams that have that faster guy covet this type of, of running style. And then I'll flip it around the other side, Buck. If you've got your banger and you want some speed, then Darrington Evans from me, you know, my App State guy, he's he's – his game is very similar to Raheem Mostert. If you watch what Raheem mm -hmm. Mostert did in the postseason, uh, which is just give him a little crease and watch him go, um, that's what that's what he is. And I think teams that run that system, get him in the zone game where he's very comfortable outside zone, uh, he's going to be a very, very good player to complement your bigger back you already have on campus because that's what this is all about at this position right now. It's, how to, how to, it's not finding the perfect back. It's finding the perfect stable of backs that can help fill the role here. Yeah, and, and, and that's it because like when we get, when we get to, to the state, is like, and that's the reason we talk about the separation and the tiers when we were having a conversation the other day. Like those tier one, maybe tier two guys, they're kind of your three down backs. These other guys are complement complementary pieces that you you're putting into a bigger part of the puzzle. And there are some guys you talked about JJ Taylor the other day from Arizona, uh, being a guy that intrigues you because of man, he he has some juice, he has some big time talent. I like a guy like a Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Uh, yep. Does a little bit of everything. Uh, not quite sure if he can be the number one, but I certainly believe he can fit and contribute as part of a rotation. Uh, a guy that, look, I watched him play a few times uh, in Miami, DJ Dallas. Uh, don't know necessarily yep, where he fits, but man, really good football player. And I think you can't go wrong Excellent going after, after good football players. He's a really, really good football player. The thing is, with all of these running backs, 
there are so many of them that it impacts your draft yep. value. Yep. Yep. There, there are a zillion of them. Um, AJ Dillon's a home run hitter from Boston College. He's 240 plus pounds, but he's got good speed. Not a lot of wiggle there with him. We talked about Josh Kelly, who you loved mm-hmm. at the Senior Bowl. Antonio Gibson can be that wing back that we've talked about. Um, does a lot of things there at Memphis. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's whatever flavor you want, man. Uh, those two positions, the wide receiver position and the running back position, if you have a need, um, you're going to enjoy this combine because there's going to be a lot of guys that can help your football team. Yeah, a lot of guys. A lot of guys that can be productive. A lot of guys that can, can contribute and help right away. Uh, should be fun, man. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing all these guys. Skill guys get a chance to perform early on in primetime. Should be a lot of fun. No doubt. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah Nabil doing a great job producing this bad boy. I uh, appreciate you guys checking us out, and be sure to tune into the Combine. It starts. Uh, the drills will start Thursday evening. You can find that on NFL Network, NFL.com. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. 
From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.